why it's okay to be upset about one game and unbelievably excited about the direction of where this program is going. It's two separate conversations, both relevant. We're here, we'll discuss them right after this. It's the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You are Locked On Ole Miss, your daily podcast on the Ole Miss Rebels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, welcome to the show. I am Stephen Willis, host of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast. You can catch me down below at the Stephen Willis. Thank you very much for tuning in today. A pass in the air to defeat Alabama at home with under a minute to go in the game. You can't really ask for much more than that other than completing the said pass. But it was a good day. There are some things that we need to talk about that might have been mistakes. Maybe the moment got a little too big. Um, We will talk about that in just a little bit, but the overall direction of this program is absolute nails, and they are on the rise. We will talk about that as well. Um, Quinshawn Judkins going for a school record in rushing. Um, We'll talk about that a little bit, and of course, we'll do the Week 12 lines from BetOnline. Um, Anyway, this episode of the Locked On Ole Miss podcast is brought to you by Sling TV. Don't miss this week's matchup between the Arkansas Razorbacks and the Ole Miss Rebels right here on Sling. Sling, the TV you love for the price you love. Try it today. SEC Network, 6.30 at night. Tune in for that. Ole Miss a three-point favorite as it starts, but we'll get into that in just a little bit. But I do want to thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell for notifications. And, of course, upvote the video itself. It is hard to not come out of that game both deflated and excited at the same time. It is a weird mixture of emotions because the reality of it is Ole Miss didn't play particularly well in that game. Now, they played good, and it was one of their better games of the season, but they did not play particularly well. And in the second half, they kind of went into their shell a little bit. They tried to they started playing not to lose rather than to win. And, you know, faking the field goal. We we asked, we pleaded last week that a fake would not happen. Just every possession ending with a kick. And I understand the benefits of it happening, but the the it was a situation where if that would have been kicked, that last drive Ole Miss would have been going for a tying field goal. Or you're looking at an even bigger lead later in the game. It could change the way that the game is going, prevent Alabama from being able to play the murder ball that we thought they might. They just completely sat down Jameer Gibbs, put in Jace McClellan, and they're like, we're going to do the best we can trying to replicate murder ball. And they were able to kind of turn the game around doing that, playing field position, old school Alabama football. Nick Saban went back to what he used to do in the second half, to try and win that game. And he was able to get the W. So that all happened. Props to him. We told you all last week that Alabama could absolutely rise up and win this game. We told you last week that Alabama could stop Ole Miss's run game. We told you last week that it was possible that Alabama won this game before touchdowns. Now, we didn't think any of that was going to happen, and it necessarily didn't happen, but a facsimile of it did. And... Whenever an Alabama team like this rises up, you have 
I mean, this metaphor is tired and it is really dumb. Okay, so bear with me. But it was like a heavyweight fight, and they were just going back and forth and back and forth. And that's how this game was. And under a minute, Ole Miss had a ball in the air to the end zone with a chance to beat Alabama. Now, that doesn't excuse the previous 15 minutes of play calling. They got a little bit too predictable earlier in, um, in the fourth quarter. And Alabama went three and out, three and out, and was able to drive the ball down and get field goals. Our punting game was pretty atrocious. Um, all night. Alabama started, seemed like every drive at the 45-yard line. Ole Miss started every drive at the 15-yard line, the 20-yard line. That hidden yardage is probably the reason Ole Miss lost the game. Now, the officiating was an absolute abomination. The SEC should be ashamed of that crew. They should put them, this game should be mandatory viewing for all officials moving forward. They missed a horse collar tackle. They missed a face mask. Um, they had a play where Alabama just literally the worst face mask I've ever seen almost broke Jackson Dart's neck. Um, they missed a targeting. They called us from holding when the guy, the, the offensive player, took the brunt of the um, hit. A pass interference just got waved off. These are 15, 10-yard penalties that are major potential game-changing plays that just weren't called. This was the game that they swallowed the whistle. Now everybody's going to say, well, this Alabama t team is very penalized. Well, they should should have been against Ole Miss. Now, in the early part of the game, it didn't matter. Ole Miss overcame back-to-back -back plays of a tar uh, horse collar and a face mask to go down and score a touchdown. But as the game went on, it got more and more slanted. The, this officiating crew was absolutely horrible. And honestly, um, the SEC should probably be ashamed of it. Um, for what they did, but it is what it is. Alabama won the game. Good for them. Now, I guess if you're looking for good good news or a silver lining on this, it is that Ole Miss is likely going somewhere um, signing for a bowl game. If they win again, there's a chance they could slide into the Orange Bowl. Um, but the way the SEC is falling this year with Ole Miss being the fifth team. But also, remember with the bowl rules, the way they're set up, you have to be a game above or a below. So it doesn't really matter. And whichever bowl wants to take Ole Miss, whether it be the NY6 or um, the NY6 or the Citrus Bowl or something like that, they can. And I think the Citrus Bowl would probably be interested in Ole Miss, whether it be 10-2 and two or 9-3. and three. More opportunities are available to Ole Miss at 10-2. and two, But Ole Miss hasn't gone to the Citrus Bowl. Citrus Bowl is down the road from me. That's 30 miles away. I'd be all for that. If you could look the other way, the ReliQuest Bowl, that's like 40 minutes away. So either one of those bowls, I am golden. I'm planning on making shirts. I'm planning on doing everything and kind of blowing out that bowl coverage. Um, because... I can, and it doesn't matter. I can go down and do what I need to do and then come back here. So we'll see exactly what we need to do um, in the coming weeks. Ole Miss is a three-point favorite on the road at Arkansas. I, I can say this after watching the Arkansas-LSU game. If Arkansas doesn't get K.J. Jefferson back, they're not winning this game. You know, I mean, period. They're, they're just not going to win the game. 
because without the threat of the physical quarterback run, which I don't even know if somebody that is coming off a shoulder injury, they would do that anyway. But without that threat, they just get to play speed. And Malik Hornsby just running to the sideline over and over again, that eliminates the effectiveness of Rocket Sanders, who is second in the SEC in rushing. And with Malik Hornsby, their pass game just isn't there. And with Fortin, the quarterback run game isn't there. So it's a different Arkansas team that we'll start to look at um, tomorrow. But if K.J. Jefferson doesn't play, it's not a situation where I I expect Arkansas um, to win the game at all, seriously. And then you have the Egg Bowl coming up five days later. So it's pretty exciting. Um, We're going to do a crossover with John Neighbors. This week, he is the Locked On Hogs coach, or host, and we are going to get Jake Wimberly in next week to start off for the um, Mississippi State game, the Egg Bowl. We're going to talk about it. Um, Believe it or not, I went to junior high with Jake. Um, So we go way back. We used to play Little League together. So if you you look at all that, everything's coming on. Ole Miss has a chance to still have a, a special season. Now, remember, before last season, the regular season record for wins was like 10, and that had never been done. That was a big deal to get that 10th win last year. If Ole Miss wins 10 in back-to-back years, that is a major accomplishment. Do not let people tell you otherwise, okay? This team is ahead of schedule. This was supposed to be a rebuilding team. 50% of the roster is different from last year. It has been completely retooled with a new quarterback, a new running back, new skilled players all over the place. If you look at the defensive players, all of them are new. This is a completely different team from the 2021 team. So Ole Miss was not supposed to have this successful season, no matter how talented they got. Because everybody looks at Ole Miss, and you can see, look back, go back to the preview um, preseason rankings where they were ranking Ole Miss. So much of that goes with the way they've always been. And it takes a while to break it away from the way they're always been. I mean, some teams like Notre Dame get the benefit of the doubt every year. They're going to be ranked in the top five, top ten every single year. But some teams you have to earn your way to it. Like the national narrative is that Texas A&M should be good. You know why should they should be good? Because they've averaged in between four and five in their recruiting classes for the last four years. Here's the problem. They're three and seven right now. So it's about not only finding players, increasing the talent, which they've undoubtedly done, but also developing them and finding the right guys. Those are kind of the three steps going on. And you've got poster children like um, Quinshawn Judkins and then Jackson Dart. Michael Triggs has been basically on IR all year. He, he's going to come back next year and open – open up that giant donut-sized hole in the middle of the field that we've had. So you will see this team. And this team all season was going to go how they developed the quarterback. I told you all year, this season is about whether they maximize the quarterback position. And as this quarterback is getting better, and believe you me, he is getting better. His numbers might not be great because our running game certainly is, but he did not throw a pick against Alabama. He's got 10 touchdown passes in the last four games. 
His interceptions are at two and three, two or three. He's going to end up throwing for somewhere around 2,500 yards, probably 2,600 yards, probably somewhere over 20 touchdowns for the year. And I, I just don't think that should be overlooked because he, he's going to end up having solid numbers. You're going to look back on it and it's like, I don't remember him doing that. And he's got a 300-yard gain. He's already got a 400-yard game to his credit. And the drop-back passing game. This is what's going to be very important about the bowl game, okay? There's going to be people opt out, and there's going to be people that tell you that this game doesn't matter because either you play in the playoffs or it means nothing. I mean, everybody talks about that now. This, this whole playoff and championship or nothing thing is absolutely stupid. Now, you've got 13 times a year to watch your favorite team play. Now they want to tell you and make it to where one of those games don't really matter because they're afraid of actually playing the game that they're playing and hurting their value in the future. Now, I like the players. I respect the players and everything like that. But you are never going to have me agreeing with this opt-out situation because either you are a part of the team or you're not. And if you're not, I think that is a red flag for the next level. And it's that guy's going to get a GM fired. Because that is an unbelievably selfish decision. Now, it's a selfish decision that they can make. I get that. And they can do it. I'm not saying they can't do it. I just think there should be repercussions for actually doing it. Because with these games counting as part of the record, and in the record books, they deserve full to be fully played. Exhibition or not. These intersectional games are still a big deal in college football and still a lot of where bread is buttered in it. But this Ole Miss team being ahead of the schedule, the quarterback is being maximized a little bit slower than I was hoping. Um, what they did at the beginning of the season, I think, held back the quarterback position later in the season like I feared it would. But the quarterback is coming along and getting better. The Jackson Dart that we saw against Alabama – could have been the Jackson Dart that we got against LSU, which he had grown a little bit, just incremental growth. And he is showing a maturity running the offense that I don't think any of us expected him to have. So props on him for that. Anyway, let me take a quick break real quick and let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Upside. Now, Upside offsets inflated, inflated prices by giving you cash back on purchases. You know, you can use gas, um, upside at restaurants, at gas stations, at places like that. So what do you plan to do with all your cash back when you go through upside? Inflation all have us thinking about different ways to cut back. You know, whether you're driving less, maybe you're canceling a streaming service, something like that to try and make dollars stretch. So whether it's driving less or dining out less or buying less from the grocery store, we can all agree there's nothing fun about less. That's why I started using Upside. Upside is an incredible app for anyone who buys gas, groceries, or dines out. With Upside, you don't have to cut back because you get cash back with every purchase. To get started, download the free Upside app. Use promo code LOCKED and get $5 or more cash back on your first purchase of $10 or more. Next, Claim an offer for whatever you're buying on Upside. Check in at the business, pay as usual with a credit or debit card, boom, get paid. 
In comparison to credit card rewards and loyalty programs, you can earn three times more cash back with Upside, and Upside users are earning more than a million dollars every week. That's probably why they have a 4.8 rating on the App Store. So download the free Upside app and use promo code LOCK to get five bucks or more cash back on your first purchase of 10 bucks or more. That's five bucks or more cash back on your first purchase of 10 bucks or more using promo code LOCKED. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. It's Locked On Sports today. It's available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Now, we talked about this Ole Miss team being ahead of schedule, and they have been ahead of schedule this season. They've, they, it's been fantastic to see. But now, I do want to mention, Quinchon Judkins is elite. He's a running back that Ole Miss hasn't seen. He is a dude. And whenever I say dude, I mean that in the nicest possible way. But we are now on season rushing record watch of a record that Ole Miss has had for 73 years. It was the year before my father was born that that record was set. And now that record is actually in jeopardy. And over the next three games, Quinshawn Judkins needs to rush for 151 yards. So that's about 50 yards a game, 50, 51 yards a game over the next three, and he will get there. Now, if you look at this, this is a handy-dandy graphic I made. Here's the comparison between Quinchon Judkins and K.O. Dotley. Quinchon, 205 carries, 1,171 yards so far, 15 touchdowns, which is a school record that they set against Alabama, 5.7 yards per carry. K.O., 208 yards, 1,312 yards, 14 touchdowns. He's the record that he broke. Well, at least he was tied for it. And he had 6.3 yards per carry. Pretty good deal. Um, I'm pretty excited about the prospect of this record falling. Now, me, everybody included. Now, I was high on Quinshawn Judkins. And if you want to go back to listen to the shows around signing day and everything, we, we talked about him quite a bit. He was our basically our pick-to-click, our, our signing day surprise that we were excited about in this class. And the thing that stood out to me, about Quinshawn is his lateral movement. Whenever I watched his huddle film, anybody can run in a straight line really fast. Anybody can bowl over somebody. But to have this natural instinct of lateral movement, of a slight jump cut a little bit to the left or the right, to where the person in the hole that is right in front of you, three feet away, doesn't get you down, that is a special gift and something that not many people have. And Quinchon Judkins, he's just really good at doing that. Those little quick jump stops, those little quick jump cuts, and the lateral movement going side to side, he's never a stationary target for the defense to hit. He never honestly takes what looks to be a full-force blow. He's a guy that tends to fall forward. And it is because of that lateral movement and then him instinctually going to the left or the right to make it more of a glancing blow than the actual 
tackle. If you saw him against A&M, I think there was a clip going around Twitter to where the guy was in the hole. He was ready to make the play. Ended up a 22-yard run. There's plays like this that makes Quinshawn Judkins special. And you will see Ole Miss recruit somebody in this class that compliments him. Quinshawn Judkins was brought in. They thought the compliment for this year, and this is nothing against the staff because I don't think anybody expected Judkins to be what he is. There's one thing to say he's going to be good. There's, there's another thing to say, like, man, we just recruited Herschel Walker. Um, but the person that they brought in to compliment Zach Evans, because Zach Evans was going to be the number one, everybody thought about that, um, was Ulysses Bentley IV. That was that power and speed ratio that got recruited. And Judkins is just basically enveloping all the air around them. They can't stay healthy. Everything's going on. Judkins is making this job his own. And because of that, I think Ole Miss is going to recruit somebody in the future that can compliment Judkins. I think you're going to see another Mr. Outside be taken. I think the leader in the clubhouse right now for, um, you know, Kedrick Riscano, he's somebody to look um, potentially towards. But Christopher Johnson out of Florida, he is a candidate for Mr. Outside. He is a super fast dude. And, and, and get him in space and make plays, and I think he would be a good compliment for Quinshawn as well. It, I mean, it's, it's quite interesting. Anyway, this week's thrilling moment in college football it's brought to you by Nissan. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup behind Nissan are intended to empower drivers and vehicles as capable as the drivers themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, it has to be, honestly, Quinshawn Judkins on that last drive. When Ole Miss was set up and they had 15 or 20 minutes of just kind of meh on offense, Judkins, as a true freshman, playing against Alabama with five stars all over the field, put together a workhorse drive to get inside the 20-yard line. Now, Ole Miss wasn't able to pull it off. Alabama got the stop. But him getting it down there took that game and gave it even a different meaning that even it had three minutes before. It was a big play. He's a super running back. Everybody's looking for him to get the ball and be effective, and they're trying to stop him. They're trying to key on him. And Judkins finds a way to make plays. He's got seven 100-yard rushing seasons, or 100-yard rushing games this season. It is an unbelievable accomplishment for Judkins. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier Armada and Pathfinder today. It's available now at Nissan. USA.com. All right. Thanks for making the Locked On Almost podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including iTunes and Spotify. Do us a favor. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and Spotify. Um, if anybody's searching for the show and they put an Ole Miss podcast in the Google machine, that helps it come up. That's the reason we ask you to do that. So if you could do that for us, we would appreciate it very much. All right. We're going to get into the betting lines this week, courtesy of Bet Online. All lines on this show are courtesy of Bet Online, and we're going to go around the SEC real quick and find out what they're opening at and what they're doing at the moment. All right, 
First off, Vandy at Florida. Congratulations to Clark Lee and Vandy for pulling off a massive, massive win. I don't think anybody realizes how impressive that victory was. Also, Will Levis is not as good as Brady Cook as a quarterback. Um, he's full, full gold. He's going to get a GM fired in the NFL. Um, but Vandy did everything they could do. They got the win. The streak ended. Now they get to go to the swamp. Florida's a 14-and-a-half-point favorite. Anthony Richardson and Florida's playing better. This is a team that could go 7-and-5, 8-and-4. The matchup between Florida and Florida State next week um, could be mighty, mighty interesting with the way these two are playing right now. Um, East Tennessee State University, Mississippi State, no line on that game, obviously, is an FCS program. I mean, it's funny. Ole Miss has to go to Arkansas and play. State gets ETSU. So, we'll see. I think it's reversed a little bit next year. Um, but Mississippi State, you know, looks like they're going to probably pull that out and then they'll be playing in the Egg Bowl for a chance to go 8-4 and four as opposed to 7-5. and five. So, we'll see exactly how that looks. Ole Miss opens up as a three-point favorite at Arkansas. Honestly, if K.J. Jefferson doesn't play, Arkansas is not going to win this game. Um, Arkansas's defense played valiantly. They could not move the football. And, and I feel bad for Rocket Sanders because he's basically the guy that everybody's king on. There's no Trayvon Burke, Traylon Burks. Um, this Arkansas team is not the same Arkansas team as last year. And, and, you know, I guess good for Ole Miss. But remember, if K.J. Jefferson plays, Arkansas can do some stuff that hurt can hurt Ole Miss. And understand that. If K.J. Jefferson doesn't play and they can't run the quarterback, I don't know if Arkansas has enough in them to do it. So it'll be really interesting to see. As we move on on the week, we'll tell you our keys and why Ole Miss will win the game. The whole nine yards about that. Austin Peay's at Alabama is another no-line game, as if Austin Peay is an FCS school. Um, Bama um, kind of got on track a little bit. They're getting ready for the Iron Bowl. Honestly, Bama's probably just playing out the season at this point. I, I, I'm curious to see. They want to jump on Austin P and get the backups in the game. UMass is at Texas A&M. Texas A&M is favored by 34 and a half points. That is more points than Texas A&M has scored in a game in two years. So I don't know why anybody, I don't know if Texas A&M is 34 and a half points better than air. I know that's a joke I used against um, on Kentucky last week. But I kind of feel that way about this one. I, I, I just don't see it. UMass might be completely terrible, but you got Jimbo like benching people for wearing arm sleeves and, and it's absolutely terrible out in College Station. So I, I, I would probably leave this game alone. Georgia is a 22.5 point favorite over Kentucky. Um, it's a line that I think they'll hit fairly easily. Like I said, I don't think I don't think Kentucky is that good, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Now, looking on, you've got Tennessee favored by 21 points at South Carolina. Um, it's a game I think they'll score too much for South Carolina to deal with. Auburn's a seven and a half point favorite over Western Kentucky. Um, that seems honestly a little low. Uh, we'll see exactly what they do. Missouri, 14 point favorite over. Um, New Mexico State, LSU, 15-point favorite over UAB. Those are your lines this week. I'm pretty fired up about a lot of the games going on 
this week. Those lines and all lines on this show are brought to you by Bet Online. Um, it's where the game starts. Now, tomorrow we will get into keys to defeating Arkansas. We'll set up a crossover. We'll talk about what to watch for. All that stuff and end up with why Ole Miss is going to win this game. If Ole Miss is going to win this game, this is what they're going to need to do. Also, it's amazing to me that people don't get what that video is. But I'll take that because anytime that they do it, there's some kind of viral, you know, they end up more people watch the video. So good for them. Anyway, Alabama, Austin P, um, Alabama, Auburn. You're looking at maybe a 10 and 2 season. Um, There's a big pass on fourth down at the end of the day for them. But Ole Miss has a large, a lot to play for this season. You want a nice bowl game. There's the outside chance of, of an access bowl. They're going to be have a record to where they can go to an access bowl anyway. But you'll we'll see exactly how it goes. But with Tennessee and LSU and Alabama all of the head of them, I do think that they will end up in Orlando at the Citrus Bowl or the Relia Quest Bowl. The thing, place that we need to avoid is like the Duke's Mayo Bowl or the Gator Bowl or the Texas Bowl or anything like that. Those would not be good in my opinion. Anyway. Today was two takeaways in the lines of the week. We talked about how um, this team is ahead of schedule and Quinshawn Judkins is elite. We also talked a little bit about where we came from and things like that. So thank you for tuning in to the show today. Been a lot of fun. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and beyond the scenes. With the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this site, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Anyway, that is our show today. Thank you very much for tuning in. Tune in tomorrow for that as we get ready for the Hogs. Hotty toddy.